You're listening to The Tool Belt, a manufacturing podcast focusing on logistics, safety, operations, and breaking industry news. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Tool Belt podcast brought to you by Endeavor Business Media's Manufacturing Group. I'm Tom Wilk, the Chief Editor of Plant Services, and I am delighted today to be speaking with Nikunj Mehta, the founder and CEO at Falconry, whose time series AI solutions are used by companies to power their digital transformation. He's also the co-founder of the Industry 4.0 Club, an egalitarian effort among user advocates, technologists, and manufacturing leaders to advance industrial transformation through industry 4.0 methods and technologies. Uh, Nikunj, thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be speaking with your audience. Well, we'll get right to it. There's some news developments this week for Falcon. Rain's mentioning next steps. Perhaps you could share with our listeners what's been happening this week. Yeah, so Falconry is an almost 11-year-old company, and uh, we've just announced that we have signed a deal of merger and acquisition with a Swedish company called IFS, which stands for Industrial and Financial Systems. So that's the latest and greatest on our side. That is really exciting. IFS has been a a longtime uh, partner with Plant Services. Uh, We've gone to cover IFS uh, World, their their conference, and it's exciting for both companies. Yeah, definitely. I think this is the first combination that I can think of where two software companies that are focused on asset-heavy industries have come together to exploit the unmet uh, potential of uh, analysis for the purposes of improving production and manufacturing. Well, for people who are just learning about this relationship today, let's start with what kind of customers that Falconry serves and how you see or Falconry sees this market developing going forward. See, this is one of the uh, best ways to understand why this has even come together. Uh, Falconry, since its inception, has been serving the industrial customer base. And these are multinational companies. They have manufacturing uh, domestically in the U.S., but also overseas. And we have also been working for the last about five years now. Sixth one is in progress with the U.S. um, uh, Defense Department and the various intelligence agencies. And from our beginning, we were just on physical systems. And as you can imagine, physical systems exist in many different realms. They are certainly used in production, but they're also used for the infrastructure of our society. And so we continue to work with both types of customers. And it is important, perhaps, for your audience to know that the fact that we work with both kinds of customers is both benefiting from their investment in Falconry's technology, but it also provides a long-term visibility to the continued availability of Falconry, since none of these organizations really make a choice that is you know, ephemeral. They want to have these kinds of core operating technologies available for the really long term. And also, I would say that IFS has a very similar business where they work with both defense and therefore government customers, as well as with industrial organizations. So we seem to complement each other very well in that regard. Okay, well, the heart of uh, our audience is centered on reliability and not just maintenance, but focusing on understanding 
potential asset anomalies, uh, streamlining operations by using the latest uh, predictive technologies. Um, I've had talks with uh, some of your team before about how operations data is often kept separate from predictive data. Could you talk about how this uh, relationship with the IFS will help bring operations data and predictive data that much more closely together to, yeah. to help industry? Right. Um, a lot of operations data is produced and then almost immediately discarded or at least lost. Uh, it originates in the industrial automation world. A lot of the predictive data is used for purposes of workflow planning and workforce optimization. Um, and these two are very hard to combine because they are at very different levels of abstraction. Um, and IFS is an organization that knows very well how to manage the predictive data well. And in um, Falconry, there is a way to exploit all of that operations data to match it against the predictive data. One thing we have to keep in mind is that while the predictive data is helpful in guiding us in directions to take from the operations data, it has been very hard to exploit it as a matter of fact, because a lot of the details about these predictive records have been suspect. And therefore, learning from it has been very hard. But what Falconry is enabling now is learning from the operations data and mapping it to predictive data, as opposed to learning predictive data against the operating data. And in that process, we have made the data quality issues of the predictive data a lot less ominous and a lot more incremental in nature. We expect that with work that Falconry is doing, we are going to contribute to the predictive data cleanup and to populating the predictive data from operations data. Okay. Well, and one last question about the the, the deal this week. Um, how do you see this relationship as pushing the needle either for asset management software or for artificial intelligence, or do you see both <clears throat> of them forming the other and moving moving technology forward? You know, this is a very insightful question. How does it move AI forward? One of the big challenges that AI has had is the lack of industrializable use cases. We see a prevalence of chat GPT discussions, um, and I'm sure that there will be adoption into the workplace. But save for that, most of the AI has found really hard to get adopted. This is an indicator of the readiness of this type of AI for industrial adoption. So in that sense, it's a step forward for AI. It gives a lot of other people visibility into what makes AI successful in the workplace and therefore encourages them to be innovative. On the asset management side, the asset management community has been challenged with using condition monitoring characteristics in their planning process. And for the most part, they have not been able to exploit SCADA data effectively. While there are a lot of people who a lot of asset management software systems that will offer meters and rules on those meters. We both know that that data tends to be extremely sporadically collected. And therefore, most of the important detail about why something happened is never known. And that is one of the biggest reasons why people still do not exploit this asset management capability about triggers. So many other than schedules that the manufacturer might recommend, there's very little other use for it. This establishes a completely new mechanism that is built from the ground up on data that the operations teams already trust with findings that explain themselves and provide real-time understanding of what's happening in the system independently of what a manufacturer might have to see. And so for that reason, 
it is enriching the asset management software world and providing additional value to those who are using those asset management systems. Now, I appreciate the, the direction you took that answer. I can see the relationship you're describing between the two. Um, one last question. At last year's IFS World Conference, there was uh, substantial time spent um, by the teams to talk about <clears throat> helping companies with their reporting on sustainability and with uh, capturing their energy use. And I'm curious to know um, if you see an application for Falconry's product here when it comes to detecting anomalies, whether you see a, a direct relationship there to, to help drive energy efficiency and, and reduce energy waste? Yes, we've actually explored this area a little bit in the course of understanding how we can benefit the ESG objectives of organizations. Mm -hmm. And you, know, you see reliability as an objective, we see quality as an objective, but for that reason, energy efficiency as well as emissions are also uh, emissions control are also objectives of the same exact operation. And we cannot achieve them with um, what we consider to be epidemiological data about operations. It has to be real-time data so that we know where, when, and why is intervention necessary that an operations team can take action against. ESG is no different. In fact, we've had situations where our customers wanted to know when a volatile organic compound release was about to happen that was proscribed and therefore would be penalized. And they were going to use the same SCADA data to find out answers of that kind of question. Energy efficiency has a similar characteristic. So, so long as there is SCADA data relevant to any of these characteristics that we are interested in directly or indirectly, and it's often indirectly, not directly, then the same exact AI is going to be used even for those ESG objectives. Well, Nikunj, I know you've had a lot on your plate this week uh, working with your team with IFS. I want to thank you for the time you spent with us uh, answering my questions and pointing in the direction that it looks like both teams are going. Thank you so much today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, and we look forward to answering questions from you as well as from the community. Terrific. Thank you.